Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun, and conversation only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1. What's up? How you guys doing? Yeah. Another great morning, or it's another great day for those that are watching us wherever you are all over the world. You know, it's been, uh, let's just say, a lot of people back on tour. And uh, the great part about it is that we're not just being joined by a, let's just say, camera. We're actually in the same area. And, you know what I mean? And uh, performing with different artists from all over the world, fresh off of Singapore, dropping a new single. We're going to catch up and also get to know the one and only Nate. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey. Hello, hello. How are you guys? Great, great, great. Love that we are all vibing. I'm just going to take, you know, some time here. That we all got the same shirts and all. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, is it your first time in Manila? And if so, how is it so far for you? It is. It is. We flew in yesterday morning. Um, it's very humid here. We were at... Um, Thailand before in Vietnam and then Singapore. So this is my first time in Manila and it's also my first time in Asia on this trip. Mm-hmm. It's been lovely. I've been having so much fun. The food has been amazing. The traffic is crazy. Uh, <laughs> For sure. And so I know Rico mentioned that you had come from Singapore. How was that and what did you perform at? Was it a festival? It was um, it was a showcase. Music is universal showcase, um, but it's great. So how it worked was they flew me and then Young Blood from the UK out, um, and then there was also some um, Asian artists as well, like Zach Tabulo, who I know is big here in the Philippines and is one of my close friends. Violette Wotier, Lola Boy. Um, so there's five artists, and so we all performed at the showcase, uh, which included a bunch of fans, but also a bunch of you know, music executives and business people. It was so much fun. It was so much fun because the artists were so nice and um, we really got along and uh, the fans were super sweet. So, yeah, Singapore is amazing. And how is it like that when you perform, right? You know, you as a performer, when it comes to the audience, if it's like a bunch of fans, that's cool. Is it harder when it's like your fellow artists that's watching if it's a bunch of music executives along with the fans is it a different pressure or is this all the same when it comes to the audience I, it, it's a slightly different pressure i think i mean i was definitely a little more nervous here knowing that not only fellow artists are watching me and artists who i, who I like and who i respect but also executives um but one thing that really uh comforted me was the fans here are so nice and so crazy and i mean that in a good way like they just they're singing along to all of my songs they're screaming so that was that was helpful and i wasn't really focused on all the executives in the back of the back of the theater but i was able just to perform and it was so fun mm-hmm. and i mean so like were you able to connect with your fans and like if you were what is like what is something that maybe a fan told you that like has really stuck with you Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, one thing that stuck with me uh, in every country that we've been to so far in Asia is my song "Head in the Clouds." Every time I sing that, like for a showcase or a concert or something, 
they oh it's always encore. So once I'm done playing it, they all keep singing it, uh, and then they hold up their flashlights. So that's that's been really really cool because that song's very personal to me. And um, I don't know, they've just been so they've been so nice. Like they, everyone wants pictures, everyone wants me to sign autographs, and everyone wants me to sign their name. And um, you know, you get some of that in America, but not to not to this extent. And you know, you as an artist, when you were starting and all this, when you were first writing your songs, when did you discover? In what age did you discover that? Okay, this is something that I wanted to do. And also, was this something that you imagined to be traveling, to have be signing autographs for a lot of people? <laughs> um. So it started pretty much in high school. I grew, I grew up playing the piano. I grew up writing poetry and reading a bunch. Sorry, I guess are the two ingredients for songwriting, but they never really intersected until high school. I went through a heartbreak, <laughs> the classic, the classic origin story. Um, and I was probably, gosh, I was probably 17 when that happened. And so I just started putting songs on YouTube. And to answer your question, I didn't. You know, you dream about it, obviously, but I don't think I. I don't think you can ever just, you actually sit down and realistically think, oh, do all these things. Um, I didn't know that was going to happen because for a long time I was just doing music and I still make it for fun, but it was just, you know, it was a hobby. I was still in high school, I was still out with friends, playing sports. Um, so music was kind of just on the side, but then especially during COVID and with the rise of TikTok and YouTube and things like that, it, I think it really accelerated my path because if you were to ask me you know two years ago or three years ago before the pandemic that i would be in philippines you know interviewing with monster and and being able to play shows here and people know who i am and our music i certainly would not have believed you um so yeah no it's it started when i was 17 18 um but the last two years have just been crazy and i have not expected any of this but i'm so happy i'm really grateful so, I mean, like, what was that shift like? You know, like, when that light bulb went off, when you're like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. Like, what did that look like? What kind of changes were made in your life? I mean, especially with the music. Totally. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty funny because, um, so when I started putting out music, I didn't really think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, there was a bunch of people. It really started on YouTube first that started getting all these messages like, you know, I just um, it wasn't until, um, what was it, it was, um, <laughs> sorry, there's a, uh, oh, I see, I see. Um, there was just a buzzing in the room, so I was, I was hoping that you guys would see. Um, uh, could you ask that question one more time? Sorry, I forgot what you said. Yeah, no worries. Um, like, I mean, when you, when you said it, like, when you decided that you are going to really take it seriously and you are going to really... Yeah, what was that switch like, like in terms of your life, in terms of, you know, how you were making music? Yeah, I remember. It's, it's quite funny because um, my life at first didn't really change that much, even, but it was because of COVID. So I was living with my parents back in Michigan, in America, and, um, you know, everything was shut down in America. And so I had some viral songs on TikTok, and so I signed to Interscope, so a major label. Um, you know, my music started reaching all these people, but I was still, you know, I was still taking taking out the trash. I was still doing <laughs> nothing really changed. So at first, it didn't really sink in because of COVID, which I think made that a very unique experience. But once COVID 
once America started to relax um, its rules on COVID, I moved to Los Angeles about a year ago. And ever since I've been in Los Angeles, it's actually felt like, oh wow, I'm an artist. I'm actually doing music full time and playing shows. So I think it's once I moved to LA and once I went on tour in North America that it finally sunk in and my life actually looked different. But it's funny because at first it, I was still just living with my parents, so not much had changed. Mm-hmm. And you know, with, with living with the parents, and then all of a sudden there's a stardom. You know, you move yeah. to Los Angeles. Was it a different work right now? For example, you know, can you give us a day in the life if it was with your parents, and also a day in the life when you moved to Los Angeles and made that decision? All right, cool. I'm an artist now. Time to work on my craft. Totally, totally. That's such a good question. Well, let's see. When I was in, what, what's nice about both is that. Primarily, I just make music in my bedroom, you know, by myself, and so that still looks the same. That still looks the same. In Michigan, oh gosh, let's see. Okay, during during COVID, I was still in college, so I would wake up, I would have online school, which was miserable. <laughs> so I had Zoom classes, and then once those classes ended, I would go golfing with my dad because that was just a hobby that we had picked up, and then from about. 8 p.m. to like 2 or 3 a.m. For whatever reason, just when it's nighttime, that's creatively something switches and that's when I just get in the zone. And so for that time, that's just making music, making TikToks and posting them. And then moving to LA, it follows, well, I'm not in school anymore, so that's a big difference, which is nice. So I have a lot more time to. And both my roommates are also signed artists and major labels. So we honestly just make music all day, every day. So we wake up, breakfast, and then we're just working on music. I'll still golf every now and then, you know, hang out with friends and play sports and stuff like that. But the workload has definitely, I mean, it's probably doubled since I moved to LA, which is what I wanted and which is why I moved, because I knew that's where all the artists were. That's where the creatives were in America. And so I wanted to push myself because it kind of felt a little, I felt like I was the only one, I guess, in my small hometown back in Michigan, and I wanted to collaborate and I wanted to push myself, and so I feel like the workload has, has doubled since I've been in LA. And what do you do when you get out of focus? I mean, how do you stay focused? How do you stay locked in? you have any tips for, for us? Because, you know, Kayla's a singer, and, you know, we work together as well, and, you know, staying focused is quite challenging with TikTok, with Instagram, with everything. All the data thrown at you, you know what I mean? It, it really, really is. And this is something that I, I must admit that I'm not perfect at. But what I will say, things that have helped me, um, just because growing up when I was in school, I was kind of a procrastinator. And I'm sure many people can relate to that. You know, I push things off until I needed to do it, and then it caused me a lot of stress. Um, and I noticed I was starting to do that in LA. But what I did that, that changed that is I just had, I got a notebook. And then every morning I just wrote a to-do list of things I need to do. So it always consisted of, you know, five or six things that I needed to do today. And I found something as simple as that really helped me just, you know, cross off one at a time. And it really helped me stay focused because otherwise I found the days when I, when I didn't have a to-do list, I kind of just, I didn't get anything done by the end of the day. You know, I'm working on some music, but the things I actually need to get done, I didn't get done. So something as simple as a to-do list, and that's something my dad told me. He's like, hey, you should just have a to-do list, and that will really help you stay organized. And he was right. Hmm. <laughs> hey, and now, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but Hayde, also, just, just because I know that we don't have a lot of time left with you, so just, just one last question from me, but I mean, you've been doing it for years now, singing, songwriting, and producing, but like, what advice could you give to someone who's just starting off and doesn't really know how to start off? Like, what are like the main things, you know, in terms of like tools that they need in producing, or just like general advice that you could have for them? Absolutely. I think we live in an age where really anyone can make music. Um, or, you know, a lot of people have the ability to make music um, because you don't necessarily need to work in a studio. You don't need to book out time. You know, just take my story, for example. I just watched YouTube video after YouTube video of how to produce, how to write music. And in that way, and I was just doing that in my bedroom, you know, in my free time. So I would encourage anyone, like, um, a lot of people get stuck because they feel like they need all, you know, the best equipment, they need to live in a certain area, they need all these things. But the truth is, you really don't. Like, really anyone can do it. If you have YouTube, um, you can you can learn. And I would say on on the songwriting side, my advice, when I was, when I was starting to make music, I saw this interview from Ed Sheeran. Someone asked him this question. He was just saying, just write a song every day. Because writing music is like a faucet. Like you turn it on. At first, it's all, you know, dirty water. Donkey. The more you yeah. write it, the longer you leave the faucet running, the cleaner and clearer it gets. And so that analogy has always stuck with me. And I found that my biggest songs have been a result and a product of me writing songs every single day. Um, and just get better on it. That's that's the thing. Patience. Have patience. Because some of the songs I wrote when I was a kid, I listen back and I'm like, oh, these songs are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, that's just part of the process. And you have to be okay with that. So I'd say having patience is, is very important. And indeed, all that patience is paying off. Now you are in Manila. You know, you do got a show, but I know it's for invite only. So message first to your Filipino fans and all your fans here. And as well as message to those lucky people who's going to get that opportunity to catch a showcase here in Manila. Well, to the lucky people who are coming, I'm very excited to meet you guys. Um, and I think we'll be able to say hi afterwards and take pictures and everything. But to all my Filipino fans, I just want to say... Thank you so much for supporting me. I truly mean that. Um, I love you guys so much. And it's crazy that I wrote songs in my bedroom and I'm on the other side of the world and, and you guys know them and are supporting me. Um, so I just want to say I love you guys so much. And just to encourage you, if you're going through, you know, we all go through challenges. And it's easy to isolate ourselves and make us, you know, we feel alone. But the truth is, uh, we're, in, we're in it together. And that's why I make music, so I promise I'll keep making music that um, is meant to bring us together and to heal. But I love you guys so much, and uh, I appreciate all the love. I feel so loved. And, uh, we love Aww. you too. Yes, we love <laughs> no, you. Hey, hey, thank you very much for taking thank time. You. Enjoy the rest of your stay here in Manila, and hope mm -hmm. to catch you very, very soon. All right, take care. Right, thank bye. you, Nate. Take care. Peace. Take care. You know, it's one of those moments that you wish you had a longer time to interview him. But, you know, I it's know. a bunch of plus going that's happening. I mean, you know what it is, but the show is very much exciting. We learn so much, you know, when it comes to keeping keeping the faucet flowing. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. So, I love that. I love that. Yes, yeah, we learned a lot great, from great him. Great and, yep, yep. 
So wishing him all yeah. the best and yeah. Mm. And you know the, the cool part is right. We talked very little about his music. Really talked about life. <laughs> so I much know. Actually, goodness, yes. Man. We were you know we were actually supposed to talk about the most recently released single of his, Lost. So definitely a song for us to watch out for and and listen to as well. But we just learned so much from him and and such valuable time with him. So thank you so much, Hayden. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a songwriter now, Kayla. So right? <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna turn gonna on my, my faucet. Out. I'm gonna get my book. Yeah, get your book out. I'm gonna turn on my faucet and hopefully we'll write something down. But till then, thank you guys for watching. You know, once again, you know, thank you for the questions that you put on our comment box and thank you guys for catching this another monster exclusive interview. My name is Rikarabalas. I'm Kayla Rivera. Thank you guys for watching. Till then, bye. Bye. The Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's hottest. Monster RX 93.1.